Tampa, Florida, May 21, 22. I'm at the Improv. Tampa Improv, one of my favorite clubs ever. Tampa, Florida, May 21, 22. Get your tickets, briankellen.com. Did you hear me talking? Oh, yeah. And if if you're in fucking Toledo, Ohio, I'm at the Funny Bone at the end of May. May 19th, Zanies, Nashville, doing a Big and Hungry podcast recording. And then May 28th and 29th, I'll be in Las Vegas at the Backstage Bar and Billiards on Fremont Street. And it's going to be fun. I'll be in Vegas and uh, swimming in COVID. Very excited. Love it. All right, let's rock and roll. Um, Steve, what's on your mind, dude? Welcome to the Big and Hungry podcast, guys, where everything happens. You know... uh, in reading, I, I don't read as many comments as I used to. Yeah. But the, the one resounding comment we're getting is uh, just how much you spread your legs. You yeah, really yeah, yeah. love getting some air. I show people what's going on. I show people what time it is. You know, before we do this, I got to give I gotta give a shout out. You have to. We got some new supporters. Okay. Let's on see. Anchor, which is unbelievable. Do you need glasses for this? Or can Byron you- Knuckles. Byron Knuckles. Nine ninety nine a month we're making That's off this guy. That's not a real name. That's his real name, Byron Knuckles. Name. When you got money like that, when you can throw money around and you're a super fan and you're willing to spend 10 bucks just because because you're a supporter, yeah. we, we're $10 richer. We split that. It's $5 each. After taxes, we can buy a book of stamps and we're good there. Ooh. Michael Caputo. Is it Caputo? I can't see. Could you zoom in, please? Michael Caputo, four ninety nine a month. Not for, these guys are ballers. We got Jesse Morritt and Andrew Mora. I don't know how much they're giving. Maybe maybe a dollar a month. Fuck. And here are the comments. Best of the newest comedy podcast. Not one of, but the best. Yeah. Callan and Byrne are sexy, saucy, hilarious team. That's right. Sexy. Fuck yeah. Dr. Allen 77. Hands down best comedy, comedy podcast out there. These two are fire. <laughs> Thanks, boys, for all the laughs. Keep up the great work. Same guy. No, no, it's not. Dr. C1771. Wow. Byron Thank Knuckles. You, he, Thank you, you want cheese with that? That's, that's what he's saying. Right, dude? Right? He's dropping some coin. Want some cheese? That can't be a real name. What's that? Byron Knuckles. I Probably just don't not. Probably not. We know a couple things. One, that might not be a real name. And two, my son is never going to be a professional lacrosse player. That's all we're saying. Because you guys saw him at the game. And I love that little dude more than anything on the planet. But lacrosse may not be for him. Now, sometimes when you have a nine-year-old, you got to be a little honest. You might want to look at him and go, you know what? Not for you. Well, let's let's focus on what our our strengths are. You're you're athletic. You can play yeah. a good game of tennis. Maybe individual sports like that. Maybe yeah. team sports are not that interesting. Maybe a team sport is something you would rather be in the middle of the field and just watch play around you. <laughs> well, well, the one thing I appreciated about him is that you know, in the height of battle, when you're competing, the stress does not get to him. He's no. a very casual player. <laughs> he's a um, he's a casual. And I respect that about him. He's, he's a get, casual he's in his zone, yeah. and nothing affects him. <laughs> well, he's pro- his heart rate is probably is probably the same rate that the guy sitting under the umbrella with those beach chairs. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, who's well, watching a kids' game with no money on the line? Well, when you were. Uh, he was a defender, and as the offensive winger, I think, was coming down. Yeah. He was running after him, but the way you described him running was like he was barefoot on pebbles. <laughs> it was like right, yeah. if you're if you've ever tried to run down a gravel driveway in your bare feet after the mailman <laughs> because right, he's yeah. taken off for the FedEx the guy. Up. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're that's that gives you an idea of how my son for whatever reason runs. Like yeah. either the ground is super hot. Or he's just on pebbles in his mind. So, and and that doesn't allow you to really dig in and run. The other kids are running. My son is sort of, he's he's. If you've ever pictured a sprite in the forest, yeah. My son seems to be running straight upward. He's running. He's <laughs> trying right. to run. He's like trying to climb an invisible ladder. So he so horizontal movement is yeah. not. He's not running. Yeah, there's not a lot of ground covered this way. But if he were to try to catch a bird, he's like he's trying. To, he's not jumping, but he's trying to 
climb higher. He's not. Yeah. He doesn't have wings. If he had wings, what he's doing would get him in the air. I think what we're saying is he's going to be playing clarinet in about. Well, yes. That's what's going to happen. I wish, but he's not that into music. So we have to find his his thing. Okay. He's good at relaxing. He's got the Steve Byrne gene. <laughs> I like that. He likes to relax. That's my boy. The kid can sit back. He throws his hands behind his head. <laughs> I've never seen him. He's been doing it since he was a kid. He folds he just like this, and he just lies there. And you know what he, he says? He goes like this. He goes, ah. And I'm like, what's up? He goes, I'm just chilling. And then he was in the back seat of my car, and yeah. I realized I was talking to myself the whole time, and I forgot he was back there, and I was playing music. And it was about a half hour. By the way, that's how kids die. That's correct. When you leave them in Texas heat, and that, the windows are up. But we were driving. to make sure you remember he's back there. We were driving. We were okay. And he was, and I, and I noticed he was there. And I said, I turned the music down. I go, "You're cool, just listening to music and staring out the window." And he goes, "Literally, literally, my favorite thing to do." <laughs> yeah. And I went, "All right, well, I got it. I got it. When he discovers weed, it's going to be a problem." Oh boy. Well, yeah. I, I remember I got picked up at the San Jose Improv, and for some reason or another, you know, you always get a car service. Yeah. They sent me a stretch limo. It must yeah. have been the only one there because yeah, it's like, are we in 1990? Like, we don't need that. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. This is not a Bell Bib DeVoe video. It's the worst. So I get in the back. My daughter, <laughs> my daughter gets in. My wife gets in, and my daughter had never been in a limo before. And she did like she literally goes like this, and puts her feet up. She goes, "I can get used to this." And it was like one of those natural. It's like, oh my god, I wish I could. That. I that could get used hilarious. to yeah. this. I can get used to this. She heard that somewhere. <laughs> my son, my son came into my friend's house who has a much nicer house than me and said, "Yep, he's a lot richer than we are." <laughs> it was like, well, all right. I thought he was going to say, "Daddy doesn't hug me." That's why I'm bad well, at sports. No, man, come on. You know what? I hug my son. I heard him say that. You know I hug my boy. I've heard him say it when he, when I stay over. I heard him the other night. He yeah. was he was lying in bed, yeah. and the fan was going off and the white noise. And I heard him say that in his head. He kept repeating, "Daddy doesn't hug me." That's why I'm bad at sports. And I said, "That's because you're now a Spartan, and the only thing that's going to be there for you when you die is here we go. Is let me just put this up here. Is the wind? Is the wind and yeah. pain? Be friends with the wind and pain." <laughs> Understand you came into this world alone and you leave it alone, boy. You leave it alone. You understand? You come in alone, you leave alone. So get used to alone. I remember, I remember hearing this conversation. Then you left the room and I heard him say, I'll never be loved. That's what he said. I <laughs> my heard my, him say my that. dad's friend. And then he started snoring. And then he started snoring. That, that puts him to sleep. Because he's got a very thick neck and he has sleep apnea at night. <laughs> my, my dad... My dad's friend, he's a very successful man. And his By the way, mother, we sit like strangers on a Southwest flight. Yeah, because we're like this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my dad um, has a friend who became very successful. His mother used to say from a very early age, his mother would say, mm -hmm. listen to me, everyone is out to get you, including your friends. You can rely on no one but yourself and your mother. And he still believes that. And he said recently, the one with the most toys at the end of the day mm -hmm. wins. He's got a lot of toys. He's got a lot of toys. Now, I don't I don't subscribe to that. Right. I don't subscribe to that. But um, there are some people that do. And they have a lot of toys. And they probably die happy. <laughs> yeah. There, there's, there's this, there is this idea where it's my it joke. sounds like an 80s villain. I mean, I know, but it's, but look, you have, you and we've all walked into houses and been like, money buys happiness. <laughs> like sometimes you go, oh, if I lived here, I'd never leave, you know? Yeah. Now, I don't know if that's true, but you know, listen, at the end of the day, there's a lot to be said to an amazing view and plenty of cash. Yeah. You know what else does that? Wow. A fucking bacon cheeseburger. You know, you had and one. That's maybe four bucks yep. for a great one. Yep. Five or seven at Hi Ho. And you bite into that, and I am. I am a beachfront property in Miami. That's what that bite is. Steve, at 10.30 at night, Steve, at 10.30 at night, walks downstairs, looks at me and goes, you say you wanted ice cream? <laughs> and I go, no, Steve, I didn't. And I go, I don't think any ice cream is open right now. And he goes, salt and straw is open until 11. 
was like, you, 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 on a Sunday? He goes, yeah, on a Sunday. And I said, you're going to walk over there? And he goes, I'm going to take a walk. <laughs> and you took a walk. Well, and I think, Brian. and I think if my money's on it, you stopped and got yourself the coconut, strawberry, ice cream. I did not, I did not indulge. You didn't? I went out and walked. Uh, but Sundays, Brian, as a good friend once said, Sundays are for me. They always were. <laughs> Sundays are for me. They always were. I like that. I heard a guy say this to my friend. He goes, acting? He wasn't an actor. He goes, yeah. I do some acting. And he goes, you do? We were both in the trenches working hard to do this. Yeah. And he goes, yeah. And I go, um, and then he, he, said, he said, yeah, it's always been kind of like my secret garden. And I went, oh, can't hang out with you anymore. <laughs> and then he died of Excuse me? cancer. But anyway, uh, yeah, just I like to button things off with a sad story. Well, that certainly got dark. Yeah. Pretty quickly. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. So I had that going for me. Thanks um, for bringing that up, man. Yeah, you got it. That's great. I, uh, I brought something to the table that elicited a spontaneous reaction of laughter and mm. uh, levity. Yeah. And you brought us to a dark place. Well, I made you laugh and then I made you chuckle a little bit and then I Question take you down. So what I like to do is like, it's like I bring you up and then I bring you down. And I like that. I like to yo-yo your fucking emotions. <laughs> yeah. It's what I enjoy doing. That's what I'm doing. Doing. Yeah. If I was a boss, if I was a boss, I would do this. I'd go, "Hi, you're fired." What? I don't know. I need this job. You're hired. You're rehired. Just to give you, just to un so you understood where you stood. Just so you understood. You never know hey, where you are with Brian. You're fired. Yeah. What? Please, I need a job. I'm hanging. Okay, you're rehired. And then you just see me go because oh, I get off on bringing you up and all the way down. Yeah. You're the sadistic boss, and you just see him go. <laughs> he walks he walks into his office yeah yes that is cute brian yep um, and i wouldn't say watch this you're my assistant yeah watch what i'd ask for i get coffee almost every day and then i throw you for a loop i'd go steve get some matcha please thanks Excuse me? matcha i don't thanks. know what that is figure it out <clears throat> and now you have to run all over town to find matcha tea what the fuck is that matcha yeah it's green tea japanese green tea powdered green tea why would you there's not a say way it? to make it too and make it proper make it proper make it proper okay i don't want i don't want matcha from mcdonald's like you would fucking look for i want i want it prepared I don't exclusively eat at mcdonald's i Dude, love it yeah but i have a i enjoy a good meal i i'm into the the ceremony of tea making i'm into the ceremony if i actually take my time some days i will I will take out my tea set, my Japanese tea set, <laughs> and 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 it's it's a wide fucking heavy cast iron kettle. Now, why cast iron, Steve? Couple reasons. It retains heat. Longer, well, it or? also retains the flavor of all the tea before it. Okay, before ah. it and. What's the final reason that I want my tea in a cast iron kettle? <laughs> huh? In a fucking cast iron kettle. And by the way, do I do I have a tea kettle that will give me the exact temperature? I'm not putting I'm my water is 170 degrees. That's the water that I am that I am steeping <laughs> my jasmine or my sencha or my matcha in. Okay. I'm not burning the fucking tea. You understand, dude? Yeah. So, do you need me? No, no. Now listen. <laughs> you I can do. just do this on your own. Nope. I need you. <laughs> I need your intention. I need you looking at me. Okay. When okay. you cook out of a cast iron thing, you get some ferrous in your body. You get some iron. Okay. You actually get iron. When you cook in a cast iron skillet, you sure. get a little iron. You'll get some iron in your body. Okay. Yeah. So you won't be anemic. You're the Tony Stark of tea. I get it. Thank you. Thank you. All right. I lost the audience with my tea making thing. Is that it? I like tea. You bring the you bring the story to a boil and you don't finish it off, dude. You just used a tea metaphor. <laughs> That's impressive. Come on, what happens next? Uh, you steep it, and you have to steep it the right amount. See, if you steep it for too long, of course, it goes bitter. So there's a right. there's a right amount you have to steep the tea for a while. Right. Can we just get to the part where your friend died of cancer? Oh yeah. And then my friend died of cancer. <laughs> yeah. Every story I end with is that. That's right. Yeah. Is that now. 
Um, I want to talk to you about something. You've been to the airport as much as I have. Are you not disgusted by the Slavin putrid display of laziness that I'm seeing exhibited on a weekly basis at every airport? It's like LAX is a fucking slumber party. Everywhere I go, people are in pajamas, robes, sandals, bare feet. It's just, there are so many fucking slobs out there. Mm. It makes me sick to my goddamn stomach. Do you are do you get as disgusted as I do, or are you okay? It's with so it? funny that you say that because the other day, the last time I was in the airport, I actually noticed that I and I think because I travel so much that Americans might I see if Americans are actually getting skinnier. I, There's I no fucking feel way. like Americans are are not as fat as they used to be. There's nope, nope. And I may the be dead American, wrong. I the, may be dead wrong. The average American put on twenty pounds over COVID. Probably because the way the average American eats is madness. It's a form of madness. Yes. But I have a different. I have also a thought on this too. Yeah. Average Americans are getting fatter, but not taller. That's probably not good. Yeah. I don't know. What's it say? I, I so I, I'm disgusted. Like I go to restaurants, and I see families dressed, literally dressed for dinner. Yeah, like a they were at a hotel, and the fire alarm goes off at three in the morning, <laughs> and they said evacuate the building. <laughs> and as they're out there at four in the morning, they're like, "Fuck it, let's just go to dinner." Yeah, they're fucking disgusting. There's a theory on all that. What is the theory? The theory on we're all that spoiled. is that yeah. Well, the theory on all that actually is um, that. In a time when there's abundance, so mm-hmm. even if you're oppressed or you're a marginalized citizen, all that stuff, mm-hmm. you have enough to eat. You, you have enough fats, carbohydrates, and protein. Yeah. And you also have a TV, and you also have a phone. Yep. And you also have the kinds of things that not everybody had, but there's an equality of consumership. Right. And what happens, I think, also is that there isn't really much of an existential threat. Like global warming is really not what, 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 it's like global warming is like people are like, yeah, whatever. They, right. You know, yeah, my grandkids will have to deal with that. That's how we think about it, right? But, but we got to get ready for China, right? Because it's coming. It's coming. But a red wave is coming. But overall, people are, I feel like people don't have, like, this is going to sound weird, but when I was growing up, we were really worried about a, a thermonuclear war. We were actually, and we all remembered, yeah. there were people, who had suffered terribly in concentration camps and things from World War II that were still alive, and yeah. you met them. And if you didn't meet them, you met their children. So right. that you, there was something about, um, there, there was something about sort of the collective consciousness of uh, of Americans. There wasn't social media to take you every different different way. We all kind of right. had a similar mindset. There were certain things that Americans all agreed on, all agreed on right. for the most part, as opposed to now. So. Somehow, well, there somehow, was an enemy, and now we are yes, the enemy. Yes, we are fighting within. We don't have an enemy. We have our, the enemy is like we're in factions. It's so funny how you, you said that because um, uh, human beings, if they don't have, if they don't have an enemy to fight, they'll fucking fight each other. Yeah, that's a bottom line. Like they always say, Israel is so divided. It's so divided among different factions. Like you've got the Hasidim, you've got the secular Jews, you've got the Orthodox Jews, you've got so many different people. You got the Arab Jews, you've got the Arabs. You, and they say if if Israel didn't have a common enemy, just, it's a lot which of is the world, by the way, to give out, it's a lot of commissions. Yeah, it's a lot of commissions. But it's if an they didn't, joke. they'd be in okay. a fight. They'd be in a fight. Yep. They'd fight each other. They, they, that's how human beings are. I, I think Freud said this to Einstein, or he said, he said, they were talking about world peace, and Freud said, if man doesn't have an enemy, he'll fight himself. Yeah. So don't act like aggression and battle and conflict is is only be. That's why when people say all we need to do is just get rid of all racism and all differences in people, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, you would find reasons to break into us versus them. We're tribal, you fucking dummies. Yes, and that's the that's the issue. The 2016 election was was infiltrated by the Russians and the Russians were perpetrating things on social media to divide us, to alienate us from one another and to get us 
within warring factions within the country. We were already a warring faction, but though. I don't even think the Russians had anything to do with the it. Then the 2020, they were, they were, they would literally set up. Yeah, they were. They a did. Blue Lives Matter rally, yes. yeah. and then across the street, a Black Lives yes, Matter yes, rally, yes. and people fell for it. Yes, and they fucking went to these rallies and they fought each other, and that's what happened. Yeah. And then the 2020 election came. And the Russians, I don't think they even did anything because it was like CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, media, late night talk shows like, well, we'll take over from here. We'll divide the country. Well, I think it's so funny how little criticism Biden gets now. Talk about media bias. Holy shit, man. They just oh, his, first, love his first press conference, they never even asked him about COVID. <laughs> and that's crazy. I know. Whatever. You just lose your credibility. It's You lose your credibility when you're that one-sided. Yeah. Fuck them. What else did you want to talk about? Oh, yeah. So that's my that's my theory on slovenliness. I expect it. You and expect it, doesn't, it? It doesn't surprise me. I've, I'm disgusted by it, and I think that that whole the whole thing. You know, why does COVID impact us more than any other nations? Because we're fucking overweight and out of shape. And yeah. it was it was a moment in time that the media really could have come down and 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 put forth a message to say, hey, let's get it together. Let's, uh, as a nation, get healthier. And they never did because that would be considered fat shaming. Yeah. And I'm, I'm guilty of it myself, you know, over COVID and getting out of it now. I've, I've lost some LBs. I'm trying to watch what I eat. That's why I didn't go to Salt and Straw. I walked past it. I stood outside the door and I got a whiff. You can smell it. I got a whiff of it. You can smell that syrupy, that syrupy sugar. Oh, yeah. And the waffle cones. Yeah. Yeah. The waffle cones are what waft into the, uh, yeah. into the street. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, bro? Yeah, it's That's like, like when you go when to the you, movie theater and you smell the popcorn in the yeah. parking lot. You're like, I'm gonna fuck up a bucket and douse it in butter. If I make if I make my Toll House cookies with my Ghirardelli semi sweet chocolate, <laughs> and that butter starts starts a cooking, <laughs> <laughs> and you got butter and you got butter mixed with that chocolate scent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come talk to me, okay? Okay. Uh, I don't need sweets. Oh, don't really? I want, I, want to, I want to talk to you about something I think... It, I went down a rabbit hole this weekend, and I'd read this book by Bill Carter called The, uh, the War for Late Night. And I'd read that a little bit ago, and then I saw some YouTube clip, and then I went down this rabbit hole. I find it absolutely fascinating. First off, talk shows are irrelevant these They're days. They're irrelevant. They are irrelevant. Isn't that crazy? Nobody they gives a fuck no about They no longer talk. give a shit. So You're, so Anthony, how old are you? 30. How many people your age listen to and talk shows? No one. No one. Nobody. Fuck, man. 10 years ago, 20, 15 years ago, if you got on The Tonight Show, Letterman, any of those things, it was a big deal. Yep. People watch and your parents be so fucking stoked. And these days, nobody gives a shit. And it's become this antiquated form of getting star, a vehicle for stars to get their, you know, whatever their latest projects are nothing. out there. And it does nothing. And they wanted me. I remember I was going to do uh, Conan or I was doing, I, was, I don't know, not uh, maybe uh, a couple of different night talk shows. I can't remember. And they were like, you know, do you want to do this? And you do four and a half minutes of comedy. Yeah. And I was like, no, <laughs> because it's going to do nothing. And Even back in the day? No, this is like in the past six years or something. Oh, yeah. And I was like, no, yeah. I don't give a shit because it's going to do zero to sell tickets. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did the Tonight Show 10 times. I don't want to get it on. Um, did but you? Anyways, I, I, I think it's fascinating, absolutely fascinating how it all played out. Carson was the shit. I mean, I, I grew up and, and I would be, my father would like, as a treat, let me stay up and watch the monologue. My favorite was when Carson would bomb a monologue joke and he'd pull the microphone down and tap into it. Or he had all these great bomb lines. He'd yeah. just react. And those, to me, were always funnier than any great joke he ever wrote. And what happened was there was this moment in time where Jay Leno, who was guest hosting on it, and David Letterman, who had the late, 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 late? The late show? Late, late night? Late night with David Letterman. Yeah. That's what it was called. And... They were both pining to be Johnny Carson's heir. And Letterman, Carson wanted Letterman, um, but the NBC executives wanted Leno. And so Leno's um, manager planted a story in the New York Post saying that NBC executives want Johnny Carson out. Johnny Carson goes to the upfronts that year. And obviously, Leno called Carson like, this did not come from us. You know, he's trying to repair damage and make good with Johnny Carson. And they never had a great relationship. But Letterman and Carson had a great relationship. 
And if it was up to Carson, Letterman would have taken over <laughs> for right. him. And if it was up to Carson, if it Letterman was up to Johnny Carson, but it wasn't. So um, uh, they go to the upfronts that year. They're announcing the fall schedule, and upfronts are antiquated now too. Of course they are. And so upfronts for you guys don't know is when all the new TV shows would be announced, and you'd all go and do press. And so all the, all the advertisers would be there and say, "We want to buy commercial airtime for Friends yeah. or whatever it might be." Yeah. And so Carson is at the upfronts and announces, this is my last year doing the tonight. He didn't tell anybody. He didn't tell one soul. Uh, and then it was announced there that he was going to do his last show, I think, within the year. And so back then, back then people have to understand, like a, a talk show, when you did a talk show and you did stand up, you were seen by 50 million Americans. Easily. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it changed your life. Five minutes changed Jerry Seinfeld's life. It yeah. changed his life. Yeah. It, if it, you killed if you killed, and then if you got, if Carson asked you to come over to and sit down, that was the anointment. Yeah. That meant, okay, now you're part of the club. And you would tour for that for at least a year. <sighs> oh, yeah, dude. So, and a, a lot of people, you go down the pantheon of all the great comics that were there that got sitcoms launched from just a set on That's right. Carson. That's right. Um, so, anyways, so. Like Roseanne. Like Roseanne. Mm -hmm. Like Drew Carey. It's like, so crazy, all dude. Of them. Yeah, like, like the, the amount of power that sat in one man's hand, in one show's hand. It, that's why. And there was a power structure that you had to go through to get to that. It's where the country went to be entertained before they went to bed. That's 100% right. The whole country. Go back. And I never, personally, I there is, there is not a talk show host or talk show I have ever been able to sit through. I never found any of them. And Conan O'Brien's a fucking genius. He's really mm. funny, like naturally. I, 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 he's a head writer on Simpsons. He's no joke. Yeah. But I just never found Letterman or Leno. F never made me laugh once. Yeah. Never made me laugh once. You know, I, Leno back in the day was, by all accounts, everybody knows this, that back in the day, in the 80s, he was the 800-pound gorilla in the room. As in he was stand up wise, it stand up. He crushed. Everybody Good for him. Says I, I, I bet it doesn't. Not anymore. New York but I, and I, I LA, bet. they all admit it. I bet. I bet. Maybe he. What got him to the dance? Usually, what get these mother gets these motherfuckers to the dance is yeah. that they're killers, right? That they're, they're they're killers. Like anybody who has a criticism of, of Dane Cook wasn't around when Dane Cook was murdering rooms. Anybody, D Daniel Tosh, this motherfucker is the. I'd said to him, I go, I think you might be the funniest person I've ever seen in my life, Daniel Tosh. What got Daniel Tosh to, to the dance was astonishing so i believe it I'm, I'm sure when jay leno was hungry he works really hard he was probably amazing i well, don't know here's what he did though so when he heard about this vacancy and what nbc's plan was etc cetera, etc cetera, he knew that one of the nbc executives or was going to be talking on a conference call to the others to discuss what their plans were whatever he finished taping and went back and listened in on the phone call and took notes and then kind of called them all out on it and that's kind of what wedged his way into wait who did leno he he listened in on the phone call yeah, about to get intel about and, what about about whether or not they were going to go with him or letterman yeah and wow all how the, did he get it how did he how was he able to do that he found out that this phone call was happening and he snuck back into the offices and he opened the door and listened to the conversation no. that was on speakerphone and he took notes and he used all that intel against them to get himself into that position to get the the, the hey job. all's love and all's all's fair and love and war that yeah. was a war well it's show business right yeah. this is the ultimate testament to show business so letterman obviously is pissed furious he's been waiting 10 years for this moment he doesn't get it goes to cbs gets ownership goes over there and and decimates leno in terms of the ratings for a solid year. Wow. I think it was 90 weeks Letterman was the number one talk show in the Damn. country. Leno was number two. Then Hugh Grant gets busted with Divine Brown. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Hugh Grant, huge movie star, bigger and more relevant back then. He was new and fresh and this English gentleman gets busted with Divine Brown. Picking up a, picking trans, up a, a hooker. A transvestite. No, she was, she was just a hooker. Look up Divine Brown because I think she was Divine, not transvestite. She wasn't. She was no, a woman. That was the Eddie Murphy okay. situation. Okay, sorry. So Divine Brown. Let me see a, Divine Brown. A hitchhiker. So, anyways, so that's her. Mm. So Leno gets Hugh Grant to come onto his show and he interviews him, 
And after that interview, it was so shocking at the time to get him to admit all this. All of a sudden, Leno is number one and takes over, and he never relinquishes wow. it. Wow. He's number one. Just because of the, the Hugh Grant thing. Because of the Hugh Grant Fuck, thing. Fuck, because I remember Hugh Grant went, I did a bad thing. There it is. You know, that's all yeah. I said. I did a bad thing. That's what. So then, so NBC had enormous egg on its face after all this happens, right? And then years later, um, Leno's still at the top. Conan is now where Letterman was. And Conan is gaining some real relevance and NBC saying, you know, we want to chase that younger demographic. So we should start discussing maybe getting Conan into the Tonight Show seat. And so all of a sudden, all this blows up all over again. It turns into another absolute egg on your face moment for NBC, for Leno, for everybody. And it, Dude, it's, it's so weird to hear you talk about this because like I... I I remember when they were the only players in town. Right. When they were the, the biggest networks that they met. And, and now nobody gives a fuck about NBC. I don't even yeah. know what's on NBC. NBC used to be must watch, must see TV. Sure. And they had everybody from friends to everybody else. And now I don't know if you get a show on NBC. I saw this poster yeah. with these actors that have been on a lot of TV shows and they were and it was a cop show and they were standing like this with that outdated like fucking look and they're cops and well, I was like you're whole... on you're on NBC now yeah. and nobody and you, exactly three people are going to be watching that show well it's Chicago Fire Chicago PD Chicago uh, uh, <clears throat> yeah. ER Chicago who gives a fuck Chicago tow truck first responders I, it's like it's it's, it's, it's Chicago crab boat guys who can't find crabs. Crab. <laughs> so so anyway, so so Conan is going to, you know, they make a deal with Leno. Leno, you got four years left on the contract. Leno says, okay, I'll relinquish the Tonight Show to Conan O'Brien. And as we all know, it just blows up in everybody's face, right? Conan comes in. He gets the Tonight Show. Jay Leno moves to 10 o'clock in a prime time. It's never been done before. So now literally you have a talk show before a talk show. So he's taking all the A-guests. Conan's back there. The ratings start to dip. Wait, who's taking all the A-guests? Leno, because he's at 10 o'clock. Oh, wow. I mean, if people you're are Jennifer still Lawrence awake. and you have a, a movie to promote. You're going to go on Leno because people are still alive. People yeah, are awake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Holy so, shit. So now, all of a sudden, Conan's ratings dip. They blame Conan for it. Leno goes back to... They, they say, Leno, Jay, why don't we give you 11.30 to midnight... And then Conan, you go at 12.05. And Conan's like, no, it's called The Tonight Show, not like The Next Day Show. The Tonight Show is an industry standard. Dude, 12.05? Who the fuck is watching at 12.05 when you got work the next exactly. day? That's exactly the point. So so they tried to make this work. It didn't work. Car Conan goes, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Conan leaves. Leno goes back to The Tonight Show, goes back to number one, stays yeah. number one. And then Conan, Conan goes to TBS. And now he's on basic cable. And when he goes to basic cable, right, who had a talk show there? George Lopez. George Lopez had, a, had an 11 o'clock talk show. So then Conan goes to TBS. <laughs> and so, so they make a deal with George Lopez. George Lopez, do you mind if Conan comes in? He's, he's going to go for 11 to 12, and then you take over from midnight to 1. And George Lopez is like, great, yeah, he's a team player. He's totally on board, and Conan's bringing some cachet and some more viewership, hopefully, to TBS, right? Yeah. So he comes over there. Yeah, but it's still 12 to 1. Fuck. 12 to 1, right? And then guess what happens? George Lopez loses his talk show within a year. He loses his talk show within a year. And within, I think, two years, Jimmy Fallon takes over The Tonight Show. Leno <clears throat> retires, does his Leno's Garage shit. And now the biggest winner out of all this over the last, you know, five to ten years is Jimmy Fallon. Now he gets The Tonight Show. How relevant and is Fallon Conan now? It's all YouTube clips, man. It's all everything that's on Tonight Shows or the late night shows or whatever. It's all YouTube. Called. It's like it's Saturday Night Live. YouTube it's just clips. all It's all clips. Yeah. It's, on all, it's, all, it's all YouTube. Nobody watches the whole show anymore. I seriously doubt it. I it's think so Fallon interesting. and Corden probably get the most viral clips. But I'll tell you, it was so... Fallon did a good job staying relevant. He did weird shit. Yeah. He's great. I, I, I like him. I personally find him the most tolerable 
And I see him as somebody. I just that's can't watch. I just never gave him. a fuck about talk shows. I never thought the monologues were funny. I never thought. I, do. I like I Bill Maher. Bill Markin cracks me up. He's he's got something to say. He's but not a talk. He's more yeah. of a. That's on HBO though. Yeah, and he's allowed. He's allowed to be more. Show. But these he's fucking. Great. Yeah, but I used to like Jimmy Kimmel, but then he got all woke. He did. I like. Way I like. Woke. I like Kimmel. He got woke. Oh, oh yeah. I it's love bad. Kimmel. What happened? He's like Judd Apatow. He's like Judd Apatow. What? He got wokey woke, dude. He had the best. <laughs> well, he dude, the best. is he just anti-Trump or what? It was a lot of that, like all, all of it. like all, all of it. It was like dude. SNL, all of it, man. Because he's, he's all of it, really, all of it. Well, he got in trouble for blackface. They they gave him. They told him to take. That's a why seat. he's going all in. Ah, that's why he's got to, He's got to cover his tracks. Wow, he's going to lead I the loved parade on Kimmel. that march. I love Kimmel, dude. Man. He had, he had the best when Co- when uh, Leno uh, was doing his ten o'clock show. He invited Jimmy Kimmel on the show while all this shit's going down and he interviews Kimmel and Kimmel eviscerates him. He absolutely embarrasses him. Leno does not say anything. It is a, it's a heavyweight against a rookie, a newcomer, and then Kimmel just is knocking, laying knockout blows on Leno. It's fucking crazy. Well, Leno just sits there and takes it. He's just fucking with him the whole time? He says, he says, Jimmy, you're known for pranks. What's the best prank you ever did? And Jimmy Kimmel without missing beat goes, I'll never forget this one time when I told my a friend of mine that he can have a talk show and he was going to take over the talk show, but then I took it back from him. That was a pretty good prank. And Leno just sits there and he laughs and he's totally shitting on him the whole time about the situation. Letterman was roasting him on his own show. Wow. Letterman, there's clips of Letterman going, you know, I don't want to get involved, but I'm really enjoying this. Because it all came full circle for Letterman. He's seeing, he got ousted by Leno at The Tonight Show. He, Leno took the job that he always wanted. Carson wanted him and had the job. And then Le- now Letterman's sitting there watching this whole debacle unfold. And Leno looks like the bad guy. And high school, even at high levels, it's all high school shit. It's all Everybody's high school a nice shit, guy until you take their spot. The Tonight Show is an institution. I know it's less relevant. It doesn't mean as much as it used to. But I've always held it in high regard because of what Carson did. Now, when Leno took over, yeah, it wasn't the same. But I just think it's interesting as I get older I and I'm people who are super successful are now my age. Yeah. Like I'll meet people and stuff. I'm all, I'm never disappointed with how petty they can be and how how insecure they are. <laughs> like security doesn't come from age or even success. It, it comes from somewhere else. No, it comes from right here. It comes from what you, you know. Look, you and I, we've been doing this for a long time, and I'm telling you, you have your ups, you have your downs, you have your lows, you have your highs. The highs are never as great as you think they're going to be. Yeah. I think it's always more relief than celebration yeah. when you have a high. Yeah. And the other day I was, I, I was having a, I was just having a fucking awful day. And then I go, I went and played hockey and it was a horrible game. We got blown out and my wife and kids came to the game and I was just like, I was in a fucking filthy mood and I come off the ice and I, I was just like, I just wish my, they weren't here to see me like this, whatever. And I don't even get to say a word. I'm carrying my heavy hockey bag. I'm all sweaty. And my son just walks up and grabs my hand and walks out with me. And instantly, in that in that second that he yeah, held dude. my hand, everything disappeared. I know, dude. I was like, that's the greatest fucking thing. It's a in weird the world. power the that best. a child can have over you. That was the best. My son comes over and puts his Then he his shit in the bathtub that night. And it was like, <laughs> this fucking, literally, he shit in the bathtub. A turd comes up and he goes, I thought it was a fart. And it was like, <laughs> I'm drain the fucking bowl. You the took tub. a shit in yeah. the bathtub. Yeah. I remember that. I was old enough to remember not to do that. My sister and I were taking a bath yeah. and two fucking massive turds come floating up. <laughs> and I'm like, Kathleen shot in the fucking tub. There we go. And I'm like, do you, do you God remember, damn it. Do you remember that show Blind Date? Uh, yeah. It was syndicated. It yeah. was big back in like early 2000s. Yeah. And so it just people would show up they go on a date I think it was a person would get three people to go on a date with right and there was an episode where a guy was in a hot tub with two girls it was narrowed down to the two girls and the one girl shit in the hot tub. What? And it swirled around. I remember that. And they all jumped I remember out. that. She, she, something happened and she shat yeah. the tub. If you, you, Anthony, can it, you Don't YouTube? even do it because I don't want to, this I poor girl it. will never relive it, live it down. No, it's, don't, it's been out there forever. I know, but the, let's just not, the, the, she's probably just getting Let, over that's it right. now. Let's talk about tea, tea kettles and green tea that Brian's going <laughs> to fucking make. She shat. It's called blind date, hot tub shit just put that in 
kids shit the pool all the time. There it is right there. My kids used to do that in the pool. Here we go. When I was in Calabas. Is this going to take long? See, they even had diversity casting. Oh! Holy shit! Oh, poor thing. Why did she just sit in it? That is... Well, I think she had something happen to her. Like she had a something happen. Where she, she, what you can see her, it's like frame two thirty four of this Ruder film. If you, she realizes something's wrong with her tummy. Oh, poor girl. Oh, oh poor thing. See, they should. Oh, why did the producers let this be? Well, what would you do? Well, the producers should have deleted that and never, never. My my problem is the producers let that be aired. And whoever let that be aired is such a fucking mean person. Or, That's so humiliating. Yeah, but it's, it's so humiliating. Pretty fucking funny though. Not really. I, I think, think it's hilarious. I think it's pretty funny. It, it's I, just, I but I just don't. You're putting yourself funny. in her shoes, right? Yeah. Like if you shit that's, in front of a bunch a of people woman on live who, TV, who is on TV, probably nervous anyway. It's like a big shot, and she shat in front of <laughs> the world, and and the world saw it. I mean, take a look at how many views that has, and and you never live it down. Now, hopefully, I wouldn't know I her in a mall, but it just sucks. Yep. I'll watch it again. How much? One hundred seventy-five thousand. But it's way more than that because everybody's seen it. Everybody's seen it. That poor girl. Uh oh. And then what happened there? And then what happened? She had she had an amoeba. That's an amoeba. What is that? Look at the poor thing. She she's so devastated. She doesn't even know what to do. I don't like watching people get humiliated. I hate it. I don't. But if you shit your pants, I'm fucking laughing. No, I me too. But not not on TV for a woman who's a young gal. I saw. What about falling? You don't laugh at people who falling is different. When you shit yourself like that in front of everybody, that should be that should be put. That should not be shown. Did Hmm. you ever see fat girl on a motorcycle? No. Can you put on fat girl on a motorcycle? Are you talking about the one that hits the jump? Oh yeah. Okay. That's a little bit different. This could be my favorite video of all time. Really? Oh god, it's literally three seconds and. It will make me. There it is. This one's right up top. On right. Yeah. What <laughs> just, dude? <laughs> this this is, is a little bit different. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not good. That's that's a problem. That's that's a, that's an issue. It's an issue. It's an issue. Now she could have died there. She could have died. <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, she could have broken her neck right there, but she didn't. Thank God she didn't. Maybe not. Yeah. What's great about that video is she launches forward, but then she planks like she she does a perfect plank, and then momentum kicks her back up again. Yeah, you don't want to see that. You don't want to be jumping unless you're ready. Get tossed, tossed. You don't want to be high rate of speed. Yeah, you don't definitely die. You don't want to be fucking around with that. That's crazy. I want to go back to this Conan thing for one second, only because when it happened, what I thought was fascinating is that mainstream media, coastal elites, they were all Team Coco, Team Coco. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. So everything was Team Coco. Conan went out and toured. And then everybody was shitting on Leno. And Leno became like his comedy starting to get dissected. And he became the face of the Midwest, dumbered jokes, right? Flyover country. And I always just thought that's typical of like mainstream media where they're so quick to dump on Guy Fieri and praise Anthony Bourdain. They're so quick to dump on Carrot Top and praise David Cross or shit on Larry the Cable Guy. Uh, I, I've never understood why you can't just go, oh, they found an audience too. I don't. I don't like. I don't appreciate like Guy Fieri. Seems like he seems like a cool dude. Great, to be guy. honest with He's you. He's a fucking great guy. I uh, sweet. The way he eats is yeah. like, yeah, that's my dream. Flavor Town. He's I a would great go guy. to Flavor. I would move to Flavor Town right now. I would change my address right I, now. I was at Town. Stallone's house and he was cooking in the kitchen. It was pretty fucking cool. Whose house? Stallone. A guy named Sylvester Stallone. Oh. And Guy Fieri was cooking. Cooking for everybody. For us. Yeah. While we were watching the fight. Pretty cool. Rocky Balboa. Yep. Al Pacino went to Flavor Town. Arnold Schwarzenegger, David Blaine, uh, Crystalia, Bill Burr. Um, I mean, the list goes on. Everybody's See, hanging out. That and, is it. Everybody still likes this shit. So why is everybody and dumping? Guy on Fieri it? cooking for us and made some insane food, amazing food. He's uh, he's amazing. 
Look but at him. He but, looks like he's got the body of a cubicle worker. Of course, he he knows good food. He eats a lot of food. Anthony Bourdain looks like a vegan. I love Anthony Bourdain, though. Anthony Bourdain eats everything. He's a bad example because Anthony Bourdain is a man of the people, too. That guy worked in kitchens his whole life. Fucking Yeah, I gritty. know. I know. I know what you're saying. But no, here's the thing. Like, here's, I, was I, it you who said this? I think it was somebody who said, why do the critics like Elvis Costello and not... Uh, you know, you two or whatever, or, mm-hmm. or why do the critics like Elvis Costello and not, you know, Oasis or something? Because the critics, <laughs> because no, but, but because the critics look like Elvis Costello, <laughs> like somebody said, right. because they look like Elvis Costello. They don't look like Leon Gallagher. Well, they're or, getting handed the same things over and over again. And then you get somebody who's an outlier that breaks the mold. And so that's to be celebrated. But it, it's like, you know what? Grilled cheese is not a bad thing. Yeah. Dipping it in tomato soup, that's a, a comforting thing. And I think people don't, I don't know why there's this mentality to shit on things that are celebrated in the rest of the country. But sometimes it's just because the people who are creating the content. So one of the things that you probably know this from like just TV and stuff for, for the, all through the 70s, 80s, well, certainly the 80s and 90s that I remember, 90s, let's just say 90s and early yeah. 2000s. This business was run by men it was 100%. All the writers, all the directors, all the producers were basically a one particular kind of man. Sure. And a white straight male, pretty much, and who usually didn't get the girl in high school, for real. Right. And so the girls that were put in positions of stardom, they were talented, a lot of them, but they also looked a certain way. They're, they were the blonde girl that they couldn't get in high school, I'm telling right. you. And the the humor was always the nerd who, who got beat up by the football player and yeah. then finally got the girl at the end. That was that was literally every writer's it's still, angst. There's still a faction of that happening nowadays. Yeah. It's Ivy League school indoor cats that are perpetrating and getting out there this woke culture of being victimized. Yeah. And that's that's it's the same thing it's all the same over shit. again. But and that'll I don't, be boring too. It just everything has this cyclical thing. And by the way. You're going to have it. It's the one thing about it, though, is that because there's such an atomized ability to see all different things that you want to see, yeah, it's just going to break into like I think the money's going to be in manly shit. And again, I think the money's going to be in prototypical man shit products and stories and movies because yeah. there are so many men that are tired of being labeled toxic. There's so many men that are tired of not being able to express themselves. There's so many men are tired of being labeled the enemy. Spread and, your legs and, more. Yeah, and men want to be like, this is me. Yeah. <laughs> There's a stain there and it's not from, I oh, say, from fuck the critics. I don't fucking buy a word of them. They're fucking jaded unless they're reviewing the opening act, which is at 84% of Rotten Tomatoes. All right, dude. Steve, <laughs> God damn it. Don't, don't stare at the I camera and hold like, your smile. The hierarchy, the elitism, the holier-than-thou mentality. And yeah, you want to talk about Oasis? Oasis is the perfect example. Oasis is a band for the people, of the people, Radiohead, or all these and fucking had, coastal elites. And they had three elites. songs that were okay. You Shut know? the fuck up. I'm just and saying. And so Tom York of Radiohead, uh, Noel Gallagher said, you know, yeah, the critics love Radiohead. They'll always love Radiohead. Tom York could shit in a light bulb and they'd say, fascinating, 10 out of 10. <laughs> and it's the truth. There's the same type of people in this town that keep working, keep getting celebrated over and over again. And then you have a group of guys, four guys that have known each other since high school. They have a successful television show called The Impractical Jokers. They basically made True TV. They did. Relevant. And it's the only show on that station. That's it's right. like Pawn Stars on the History Channel. You'll see it all the fucking time. Yep. And nobody gives them the accolades I feel that the industry would give anybody else. I agree. They sell out arenas in domestically and internationally. These guys should be on the cover of Rolling Stone, but they never will be. Because they they entertain flyover country. And I'm I think sorry, it's but I feel ridiculous. the same way about Louis C.K. is a great comic and he's fucking genius in his standup. But I, but as far as his show, Louis, yeah, when the New York Times said hands down the best TV show on TV, mm-hmm. I was like, <clears throat> you're out of your fucking mind. Yeah. Wait, like, have you seen it? Yeah. Did you love it? Dude, I mean, when you guys were talking about the Late Show thing, have you seen it? I love Louis C.K. I think Louis C.K. Louis C.K. is a great comic. Louis C.K. is a great- Do you guys have a thing? He's a great comic, but I I just just think- but I think he's a great comic. I think his stand-up is fucking great. Gotcha. But I, 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 don't, I never thought his TV show. I thought it was okay. I and I and you know I just didn't think it was hands down the best show on TV. When, at a time when TV had never been better in the history of TV, that's where the New York Times lost me. Where I was like, guys, okay, you know, he was like, 
He was such a darling. Everybody before all kisses stuff that happened. ring. When he was popular, he'd come in and oh my god, Louis, Louis, Louis. I was like, I don't, I don't fucking. I yeah. get it. I get it. He's a funny guy. But when you go on HBO and call your teenage daughter a cunt, that it's like that girl's got to go to school. Like that girl's got to go to school. And there's iPads and there's kids going. Did your dad call you a, a cunt on television? It's like I don't respect that. I don't. You do it for the laugh, fine, but that's not my cup of tea. Well, and that that's yeah. that's a, a, a microcosm of some other things I've seen around the cellar that I didn't fucking appreciate but when I was think, a young. Comic don't you think he's like, the only it. one that could actually get away with it? Like Louis C.K. is the uh, the reason Louis C.K. is such a genius is he can kind of get away with that. Like usually I'd be like, what the f-? no? But and like, I'm all only for he can get away with that. Everybody he can, make it can funny. say whatever the fuck you want. You can say whatever you want. Yeah. I'll always be a comic that supports other comics. You. It, I'm just saying, it's not my cup of tea. You just, you just found that offensive. And I don't he, find he lost you on that or what? I don't find it. No, he, he's lost me on a few other things because of uh, just being at the cellar and being around him and seeing interaction oh, okay. and, and sign Not a very friendly guy. I mean, not the most. I, I never no, found he, him. No, well, he's I never friendly found if he him. wants. I don't know He's him. friendly to people he wants to be. Yeah, I, I don't know him. I've only been around him a couple yeah. times, but he's not the most charitable guy. No, but now he is. Yeah. Now you get a, you know, you get a fucking fistful of dicks slapping you in the face over the last few years and then all of a sudden now you're friends with all the young comics now you're going around now you're fucking friendly it's like get the fuck out of here yeah <laughs> i don't like fake shit like that yeah That's i don't know i don't know him so i can't speak to him but i do think i was listening to some of his old stuff god damn he's a good comic i was he's a never great comic. Was i'll ne- be the first to say it. he's a great yeah, comic he's a great comic i never listened much to his albums or his like watched any of his stand-up really mm-hmm. i think i might have like watched one but he's for some, some reason the show louis you loved it? I do. I don't know. Something about it. I need to it. watch he had, more of it, man. I mean, I, I, I admire think, everything about it. I think the third it. season, there's a three-part episode where it's titled Late Night, mm-hmm. and it's between him and Jerry Seinfeld for taking over for Leno, mm-hmm. and like they both have like appearances in it. I know you don't like Seinfeld, Oh, God. I, but, I fucking hate, can't stand either of them. That's why I've <laughs> but, never seen it. But that, for some reason, that episode, like the three-part episode has always stood out to me as just being like one of the best TV show, like episodes I've ever seen. I, that's just my opinion. I that's don't know. but but that's a valid opinion. If that's yeah. how you feel, I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I I don't know enough, but I watched probably four or five episodes, and I thought they were good. I just didn't think he was just he could do no wrong. He was he. I was just using it as an example of a guy who could do no wrong with the media, no matter what he did. Yeah, people. There was a cool factor, and 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 sort of the elites were again like like it's run by nerds you know to an extent i'm sorry oh, yeah like journalists and all it's run by people that probably didn't have the best time of it in high school and louis didn't either and he's really funny about the way he talks about it um and i think that that that's probably part of part of besides the fact that he's undeniably fucking funny and great but part of the you know the accolades are come with that territory that's okay yeah there was a hollywood hand job waiting around every corner for that guy that's the thing and, and, and from from uh, as far back as i can remember by the way i mean i remember i mean again i've been watching and performing in like in new york i was performing in new york in 1993 92 93 in, in my 40s yeah. in 92 93 94 you know and then 97 98 99 what comes after is it 2000 come on dude come on <laughs> yeah, dude we get it dude i know i'm just saying but back then Chappelle and louis were were the cool kids you know regarded well zach yeah. was too and dimitri martin dimitri martin that. yeah he yeah, cracked dimitri's me up. great Dimitri killed me. He's so funny. Uh, but and I, Zach, I, Zach, you're talking about Zach Galifianakis. Oh, God, yeah. Again, hilarious. One of the... Fuck, he's funny. Just... God. Zach did... I always talk talented. about it. He did stand up as a squire from the 1700s. <laughs> and he got up and he goes, how are you? How are you? Good to be here. There. Um, what is this <laughs> thing in my... Uh, I got a guy. I came from Boston. Uh, you ever take that trip from Boston to New York? Took me 14 days. Jesus. <laughs> I was dying. And he never once acted. He never let the joke go. I wish he'd do more stand-up. <sighs> He's great. so funny, dude. Can I tell you the last time I did The Tonight Show? Um, It was it was before Jay's run was over. So I knew it was my last time doing it. And and again, I, I'm not trying to... How many times have you done The Tonight Show? I, I did it 10 times. You've done The Tonight Show 10 fucking times? Yeah. Jesus Christ. And so I do... I'm getting ready to do my set. And then 
Leno comes over and we're just bullshitting before we go up. And I'm just like, thanks so much for always having me. And, you know, he was super, super kind to me. And he goes, uh, he goes, you know, I, he, he started telling me old street jokes. And he told me this joke. I just thought it was so great where he, <laughs> he goes, you know, this guy and this girl are at a bar. And the guy walks over to the girl and he's like, hey, uh, just saw you across the way. And just wondered, could I get you a drink? She goes, yeah, I'll get a drink with you. He goes, okay, just let you know. I can be a little kinky. She goes, oh, okay. So they're hitting it off, whatever. And then um, and then it's last call. He's like, hey, can I get you one more drink? She's like, yeah, I'll get one more drink. I'm having a good time with you. He goes, oh, great. You know, just let you know, I can be a little kinky. She goes, okay, yeah. So then night comes, they get kicked out. She's like, oh, I live around the corner. He's like, can I walk you back to your place? She goes, I'd love you to walk me back to my place. She goes, oh, okay. Just letting you know, I can be a little kinky. She goes, okay. So I get back to the place and then uh, he goes, uh, she goes, hey, you know, uh, I, I had a great time tonight. He's like, I had a great time tonight too. She's like, you want to come inside? He's like, I'd love to come inside. She, he goes, you know, just so you know, I, I can be a little kinky. She goes, yeah, okay, yeah, come on in. So they come in, they go upstairs, they have sex. He wakes up in the morning, he's getting ready to leave. And he's like, I had a really great time with you. Can I get your number? I'd love to keep in touch with you. She goes, I'd love to see you again. And he goes, great. Just to let you know, I, I can be a little kinky. She goes, you know, you keep saying that. We had sex last night. Why do you keep saying that? And he said, well, last night when you fell asleep, I took a shit in your purse. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my God. And then it's just I, like, all right, have a good set. <laughs> I took a shit in your purse. <laughs> Ah, well, there you go. It's just a great joke. It's a, it's a it's great, a great joke. It's a, so I can be a little funny. kinky. It's a, it's a dumb street joke, uh, but man, it fucking makes me laugh. Can be a little kinky. Well, when we went to sleep, <laughs> I took a shit in your purse. Yeah. <laughs> that character needs a character like this. I can be a little kinky. <laughs> that sounds like Jim Carrey. Um, God damn. Uh, my friend, uh, I've told the story before, but my friend. Died of cancer. Didn't like the way hmm. this bitch in college, she was so rich. She hmm. was so rich. And she was such a bitch to her caterers. She was in college and she yeah. would throw a party with caterers who were like all like in their late 20s and maybe early sure. 30s. She was so rude to them because mm -hmm. she, she was like some kind of royalty. She was like Saudi or something. Yeah. And my friend was like, my friend was like, this cannot stand. This cannot stand. And he goes, watch the door. And I go, what do you mean? He went into her closet and he took a shit in her uh, <laughs> snakeskin boot. She had snakeskin cowboy boots. <laughs> this was in 1988 or nine. And he took a shit in her fucking boot. Okay. And then she confronted me and said, did you guys shit in my boot? <laughs> and I said, I did not shit in your boot. Yeah. And I don't know what you're talking about. But and I didn't approve of it, but she was so nasty yeah. to these fucking caterers. She, she deserved it. Literally like out, out, outrageous. <laughs> and my so friend got so mad at her, he goes, I don't like this person. She's being a fucking bitch. Yeah. And I'm gonna shit in her boot. And he took a shit in her boot. So oh, God. There that, it that's is. a superpower to be able to do that on command like that. Uh, if I had that ability, I probably would have left the yeah. somewhere along the way at some point. Yeah, my friend. Uh, I can't do it in public. I have to be at home. Yeah, he could he could fart a lot. I don't know if he's shat, but that's yeah, that's something. Sometimes you're angry and you're like, I'm gonna shit. <laughs> there are a lot of instances for whatever reason when people rob houses and they take shits on uh, your bed or whatever. Yeah, well, that's the ultimate fuck you. That's that's not common. only did I steal your shit. I've heard that's not uncommon. There are a lot of weird fetishes where people will break into houses and just take a shit in the house. There are other fetishes break into houses, people break into houses and jerk off in the house. There's lots of weird shit. In A Billion Wicked Thoughts, which is this book written by these neuroscientists, they look at all these strange sexual fetishes that people have. So, so okay, so somebody breaks into somebody's house, yeah. takes a shit in there, and then jerks off? Takes a off. shit on their pillow, or they, they how is they, that sexual? Well, though? a lot of people will like to jerk off in somebody's house when they think they might get caught. It's and the the thrill of getting caught is what turns them on. Jesus, you know what sucks is the embarrassment of getting caught, like hmm. by your but parents. That's part of the whole thing that they, they probably got, you know, whatever it was. Yeah, it's like I told you, they they there's there are some guys that are straight, <laughs> so but you're they just fuck. like you're just jerking, and then somebody comes like. 
what are you doing at my house? Oh, thank God you came in. Now I can. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, thank you. Oh, fuck There was yeah. a guy who used to break. I into hear footsteps. Yeah, here it comes. There's a guy who used to break into people's houses. Don't open when the they, door. They, the people don't know. Whatever you do, don't yeah. open this. What are you? Uh, <laughs> there was a guy who would break into houses in this neighborhood yeah. when they were home and go into the <laughs> coat closet, jerk off, and then leave. And that's what got him off. Yes. Yes. There's all kinds of shit like that that goes on. Jesus Christ. That's disgusting. The only thing I, I, I can ever like jerk off to on the internet is this uh, video of these three girls in a hot tub. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> call back. and one of them poos. <laughs> there are people that are into shit. They're into scat. And they like to eat it. And they like Excuse to be covered me? in it. Yep. Shut the fuck up. That's There's a, nobody anything that is into you can shit. think of. There's no how fucking much you want to bet. You could you could Google there it is right no now. No way people are into shit. It, it is built within our bodies, much like the way we are wired are, to tell the truth. Plenty, if you lie, your heart rate spikes. If you smell shit and put it, you are going to there throw up. There are plenty up. of your videos. Your body will not receive Steve, shit. I've never seen two girls, one cup. There are. That's not even fake. Sh- that's not real shit. That's fake shit. It's okay. got to be fake. There shit. are plenty. That, they came out like Carvel soft serve. There's dude, no way that dude, shit's there real. There are plenty of videos. I don't plenty of it. Japanese and German videos. Plenty. Where like where on people 8-10? are shitting in each other's mouths. That's not. It, it, it that's can't be real shit. It's real I bet shit. They pump something up there. Nope. They hold it up and then they nope. release it nope. for the shock factor. No sir. I will not fucking there are believe people that people that are eating eat poo shit. and they get off on it. There's yes. no way. I'm just telling you. That that happens. Eat shit is an insult. It's not a reality. It's I a do reality, not Steve. Fucking believe it, Steve. I'm sorry to shatter your fucking bubble. You live in a world where nobody eats poo, and I live in a world <laughs> where people do. All right. I, and, and I hate to tell you this, but I can be a little kinky. <laughs> and that I guess exists. In some ways, I brought this up on myself, but I don't fucking buy it. I I just do not believe that anybody in their right mind, a rational human being could appreciate or get turned on by shit there are people that's fucking that get disgusting. turned on by shit and i got news for you there are also people that like to be put in a tube and have girls fart into a dude where like, and i know a guy who's i know of a guy who's super wealthy and my friends stopped being friends with him because he enjoyed getting into a glass tube or a plastic tube and he would have two girls that would fart into Get the, the hose out of and he here. would have this to smell crazy, it. Dude. I swear to God. That's so... I'm no. just telling you what he was into. And the girls would put it against the thing and they'd fart. There's... People can you say... You have a what, natural reaction. You are normal. You're supposed to be repelled by feces. Yeah. But just know that that, that strange perversion exists. Okay. Well, just like people who are into killing people and all kinds of... There's like some people, that one guy wanted to be slaughtered and eaten. You know that story? No. The German guy? Yeah. He took out an ad and he want, he said, I, I'm, I want to be slaughtered and eaten and a guy answered the ad and the guy slaughtered him and ate him and they ate his penis together dude that's wait and that's it hold there's a, and there's the a, not only is that not only is there a case now. about it there's a documentary about it they ate his penis hold. together there is a uh there okay before so. he died yep they cut his dick off yep ate it Excuse and me, then, how do you like your dick? Yep, and uh, then he, medium rare? I think he cut his throat or he cut his in, in the bathtub or cut his, you know, and then and then ate him. And I used to and still am into death metal. Like yeah. it's it's one of my music genres that I really like. Yeah. And uh, there is a band called Bloodbath mm. and they have one of their famous songs is called Eaten. Uh-huh. And it's about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a real case. And the case was very complicated because it's like, should this guy go to jail? Because it was a consensual thing and videotaped. And the guy said he he put out For an ad who? and the guy the guy who answered the ad was a was a forty something year old um he was a forty something year old computer technician. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, actually, the forty something year old computer technician, he said, Is there anybody out there who would like to be slaughtered and eaten? And a guy answered the ad. I think that's what it was. Oh. And the guy who answered the ad, they they ate his bits together. Yeah. And then he 
killed him and ate him. I'm going to tell you, after the last 10 minutes of this podcast, <laughs> I need to watch Toy Story 1, 2, and 3 yeah, you to do. Like, feel normal yeah, you again. Yeah, you do. And this eat is some fucking, donuts. This like, makes me so like... Let's change the subject real quick. Please! Because do you like sidecar? Why don't this? you eat sidecar donuts? You know they're the best donuts of all time, right? I've never had one. Never? No. I'm going to get you the maple fucking glazed. I'm going from here to go. I'm going to go from here and I'm going to go get you the maple glazed I'm going to get you sidecar donuts. Go, I'll go to Hi-Ho with you, and then we could get a donut. I'll eat a fucking Hi-Ho. I don't like... I, I, I don't know if I want a burger, though, right now. Yeah, but... but You want celery juice? Don't. You want some celery juice? Don't, Steve. You want to stretch? Cut it out, Steve. Do you want to get on your bike and get some vitamin D? I can only be pushed so far, see? <laughs> Do you want to shit on your chest? Cut it out, Steve. Pull out your dick. I'm going to shit on your chest. Stop it right now. yourself off. Stop Is it. Is that what's going to make you feel good? Cut out, Steve. Celery juice. Cut out, Steve. Dig a shit. No. On you. Uh. Jerk off. Yeah. Come. Huh? Juice. Mm. Hydrate. Uh-huh. 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 Okay, I'm a father hey, of um, two. I'm a father of two. I'll be in Tampa, Florida, May 21st to the 22nd. Get your tickets. Um... May 19th, we're doing a Big and Hungry podcast at Zany's Nashville. Very excited about that. And then May 28th and 29th, I will be in downtown Las Vegas on Fremont Street at the Backstage Bar and Billiards Clubs with uh, our good friend Gary Cannon will be joining me. And I'm very excited to get to Las Vegas. So if you're in Las Vegas, if you want to get to Las Vegas, if you've been Jones to get to Las Vegas, come out May 28th and 29th and I will do a Jameson shot with you. Compliments of me. If you just say keyword, mandragon. <laughs> mandragon is the keyword. Yeah. Yeah. If you come up to me and whisper mandragon, you will instantly get a shot of Jameson with me. I love it. All right. Awesome.